Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. And the ladies are all gone, so we'd have no idea where this is going to go today. It's just me and Kylan with you guys today. Yeah, you guys signed on for the craziness, so here it is. That's right. <laughs> so how you doing, Kylan? I'm good, man. I am good. How are you? I'm doing actually pretty good. Had a wrestling match last night. Uh, Dawn's out at Odd Mall today. Vicky is off chasing golf balls around somehow, but hey. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, but we have plenty of stuff still to talk about today. And it, as is per the course with me and Kylan together, you never know what kind of tangents we're going to hit. Eh. So, um, uh, to, to borrow a phrase from my b buddy Eric over at Mighty Marvel Geeks, today we'll probably have more tangents than a high school geometry class. So, there's that. That's a pretty accurate. <laughs> so <laughs> what you been up to this week, Kylan? Ah oh, man. Um well on the on the tail end of recovery, um I'm feeling almost one hundred percent cool. Uh on the on the health side of things. Um but uh you know, there was no the we we watched She Hulk, which is Dawn had pretty much been on countdown for. Yeah, that uh, was part of the plan for this week. We were supposed to be talking about the open of um, the first episode of She-Hulk, but that's going to have to wait because yeah, there ain't, ain't no way Dawn's it. letting us do that. Mm -mm, no, <laughs> no, no. So you guys have to um, no, listen up next week for for us to talk about that. It is what it is. Uh, but along with along with that, uh, I uh, Dawn and I took the opportunity with me uh being home and uh went to see bullet train i still want to see that how good was it loved it see you notice i didn't oh, ask how was it no how good was it because you could just tell that that's just going to be non-stop just dude, there, there was a side benefit so so you know it was you know the over top action and all this stuff right but to be slightly serious for a moment this movie is a advertisement for the benefits of therapy. I'm serious as a heart attack. <laughs> like Don Don while we're watching the movie, Don was just laughing because uh Brad Pitt's character um is in therapy and I it's I don't know if he's how far along he is or if he's new to it or whatever, but honestly, I learned a couple of things from this movie. Um I, and I know it's, it's weird, but um, and I even I the funny thing is I had therapy that afternoon. Right. So I'm watching this movie. I'm loving it. And I'm like, I can't wait to tell my therapist about this. Now, my therapist is a huge action fan. So okay. there was that. So she was on board for this movie as it was. Uh, but then uh, she said um, I was telling her about all the all of the the. The, the 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 therapy related things that were coming through and how it wasn't being played off for laughs you know like something like that a movie like that it could be played off for laughs but it wasn't like and so all that being said um awesome movie the action is great the characters are amazing um but it is really a legit advertisement endorsement for the benefits of therapy okay. i just had to tell you that i because so, i it's sort of like I, I i told my therapist is like this it's like you walk into a steakhouse you're expecting to get a new york strip or something like that right mm -hmm. you sit down at the table and then they hit you with the standing rib roast and it's all yours that's what this movie was like like you go in, you're expecting New York strip because you know you're going to get steak. You're in a steakhouse. You're not going to be mad because you're walking out. You're going to walk out full of steak. No, this is a standard rib roast. So nice. Yeah. So they did yeah. not put all the best stuff in the trailers. No. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh no. I hate uh -uh. when they do that because you you know we've seen plenty of movies that do that. That the only the the best parts of the movie are in the trailer because they realize the rest of the movie is terrible. 
No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. um, I'd be honest with you. I barely, I barely remember the trailer because I was hit with so much stuff from the movie itself. Wait. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, that was great. Uh, the music is awesome. Um, the music, the music is something else. Actually, the the it was. Uh, I and I don't know if I. Well, I guess the movie's been out long enough. Maybe the thing is, like, you, you're getting Japanese versions of popular songs. Like, the movie starts off with "Stand Alive." Okay, but Japanese version of it. Well, yeah, you're supposed to be in Japan. Right. And I just I, I just love that. Like, you know, there's that. Uh, there was another popular song that was, uh, and you get the Japanese version of it. So, like, even during the action sequences, you're you're getting, like, it, it's like it's all Japanese music. So, yeah. it, it was a good time. It really was. So, yeah, we yeah started- if, if you can, if you can, go see it. We did definitely we definitely need to go out and see it. I was kind of hoping it was playing at the drive-in, but um, this weekend right. I, it was. I didn't even realize that there was a Dragon Ball Z release this weekend. Yeah, the drive-in yeah. was playing the Dragon Ball Z Super movie with, and Thor together. Ah, okay. <laughs> and the other side was all creature feature because the other half of the drive-in was um, Beast and Jurassic World. Ah, Beast okay. looks good too, but I think that one I'm wait, gonna wait till it comes to streaming. Right. So it looks just like um, it looks like. A modern take on um, Ghost in the Darkness or any of those type of um, like lion or animal attacking everybody from the, in the dark movies, right? Oh, and um, so we did the the other two things that we did. Uh, oh, oh, one thing I do want to say about She Hulk, and you want to you you want to uh, see this before or try this before the new the next episode comes out. There is a QR code. Um, and I believe it's during the bar, during the bar scene. Okay. Um, with I believe it's where where uh, Jen and Bruce are talking at the bar, or or Smart Hulk and yeah, She Hulk are talking at the bar. I like how they call him Smart uh, Hulk, so not Professor few, Hulk. <laughs> I, I, you know what? The, the thing is, they they said Smart Hulk. They, yeah, I they, know. They uh, they because I think uh, uh one of the during an interview, somebody tried to call him Professor Hulk, and uh, Tatiana corrected him. So uh-huh. I, I, I'm gonna call him Smart Hulk. I now because although Professor Hulk is a step above in the yeah. comics, Professor Hulk is a step above. Ah, okay. He's not quite there yet. So, uh, so there's that, and also uh, there was a surprise. A Sandman bonus episode that we you know we jumped on immediately. Yeah, that we're gonna have to talk and about. And also, uh, we got into we basically binged the final season of Lock and Key as well. So was it everything we expect from Lock and Key? Well, I mean, we'll go over the whole thing once we, everybody gets a chance to see it. But it's a good ending. It yeah. it, 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 it is. It's uh, there's a lot to it, uh, and there's a lot you know that they need to to bring everything to closure, but they do it and they do it well. Good. Mm-hmm. And you never know when they can possibly swing back to it because they're still putting out lock and key material in comic book form. Ah, uh, uh, th- this is the end. Yeah, uh, I, th- no, I'm just saying they could swing back sometime later and do other stories because um, I believe DC was actually doing a lock and key crossover with one of their titles. Oh, really? Yeah. Hang on, let me look hmm. that up. Um, that's and it's coming out. It's either just started coming out or it will soon. Ah. Uh, let's see. Yes, um, it's actually a crossover with the Sandman universe. Ah, okay. From tw- it was actually from last year. There was a Lock and Key, okay. Sandman, Hell and, Go- Hell and Gone, um, Volume One. So yeah. So ah, okay. Now there's just a whole bunch of different things here. But yeah, it was a Sandman universe Lock and Key, which actually kind of fits. Yeah, it the does. different Sandman universe. Yeah, anybody who's seen the Sandman series, if you get a chance, check out what DC's been doing with the Sandman, and it's all this stuff outside. It most most of it's not even Morpheus stories. Like they had a right. series that's all about. Um, well, obviously Lucifer's had his own book for a long time, and Constantine has been part of Sandman outside of everywhere. But um, right. like they have books. They had a book with um, I think Madame Xanadu. They brought it into the Sandman universe. And actually okay. had one with her down in um, New Orleans area. Uh, House of Mysteries and House of Secrets have had their own books. Okay. Uh, modern actual Sandman books, not the originals. 
Right. Okay. So, yeah. There, if you look up the Sandman universe, there's all kinds of stuff. Um. And one, oh, and one other thing. Uh, so Oddball was this past weekend. Yes. So you I'm tell saying me all that about because that. it's still going right now. We're on day two, but by the time you hear this, it will be behind us. So mm-hmm. uh, day one, um, it, it we had a heck of a turnout. Like, um, so you know, I got there. I got there a little bit before noon, and uh, there was a there was a decent enough crowd. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, twelve thirty, one o'clock hit, and the floodgates opened. Okay, and it looked and felt like old school Odd Mall. Wow. Um, just so many people, man, and uh, the the feeling was back, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome, and you know, I got to I got to see Bart. Uh, hadn't seen Bart in a minute. Um. And you know, got to see Andy and Heather and the crew, and um, it was a good time, man. Uh, so you know, uh, and actually, once once we get done recording here, I am going to be heading back for day two. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, you know, this was Odd Mall returning to the night the Jonas Knight Center, and it felt good. It felt good being back. Fantastic. So um, so what was going on with it and stuff? Give me the actual full on report, man. All right, so you know, there's so yeah, all kinds of vendors. There, you know, some new vendors, some old vendors, tons of cosplay. Uh, there was um karaoke going on. There was like a no talent talent show. Um, there's like just just a lot of uh, it almost felt like. I almost felt like a family reunion. Um, just, just the energy of everything. Um, you know, because this is the first time back at the John S. Knight Center in two years, and uh, it was nice to see. So it, 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 it just felt good, man. I, I don't know how else to. Only way I can just say is it felt like Odd Mall. It, it, that's the only way I can just describe it. It felt like Odd Mall. Um. It uh, it, it, it especially especially with it being uh, you know that that first day and you know you're worried like you know are people gonna come out you know I mean because there were a few things going on uh this past weekend and like are people gonna come out you know but you know there was like I said there was this decent crowd that was there but then like the when the doors opened man it was like overrun. Just like it reminded me of the first time that we had gone to John S. Knight Center. Okay. Like if you could just remember what it was like, you know, when the doors open and all these people flooded in and it, you know, you had that crazy odd mall con feel and, and, and that con feel was back. It, it, it was back and it was cool to, to see, to see people, embracing that again so good yeah well we didn't do anything nearly as exciting this week (laughs) (laughs) we did um just uh, some stuff around the house here but um we got uh home stuff we had we've had to take care of you guys know about but um we we, i did get a chance to see we saw she hulk we got to see um the, the last episode of sandman um one thing i have been watching that um because I've not seen it in a long I've not seen it basically since it was on TV back in the 90s was I've started uh like last week or so going through the X-Men animated series from Fox back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Especially getting ready for the new uh, season that's supposed to be coming. Do right. we know when that's supposed to be out? Is that this year next year or we just still know it's I, in the future? I don't know. I don't know. Uh let me look up something real quick. Okay. Well, I've made it as far as the dark, the end of the Dark Phoenix saga. Right. So I got two more episodes in season three, I believe. I didn't realize there was actually five full seasons of that. Yes, it was. So, and um, watching it, binging it together, some parts of it don't feel like because when I was watching it as a kid or in, as a teenager, the some of the parts felt like they dragged on forever. But that's because the seasons would be a weekly show. So like the stuff with um, Beast in prison seemed like it took forever, and he was always in prison. Like, is he ever going to join the team? But then you realize it was only like six or seven episodes. 
Uh, it's coming back fall of 23. Okay. So I will be ready by then. <laughs> so I still think some of the most fun episodes I've seen on that show so far are the Mojo episodes. Oh, my gosh. That dude yeah. is insane. <laughs> like, honestly, like, Mojo, uh, like, like even in the comics, uh, okay, because, like, Mojo, Mojo figured heavily in uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, like he 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 figures have he figured heavily there. Pretty much any time, anytime Mojo shows up, and then you, know, you got Mojo World, you end up with Murder World, and all. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just you know, um, Mojo is insane, and mm-hmm. it, you 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 just gotta buckle buckle in and hang on because it's gonna be a wild ride. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, the other one is um. I didn't. I don't think I ever realized um, Apocalypse. He's not actually a mutant, is he? Uh, it when depends on who's it off, writing. It sounds him. like he's a um, alien or something. Well, it depends on who's writing him. Some people write him as an alien. Some people write him as a mutant. Okay, so <laughs> there is a definitive answer on Apocalypse, huh? Since he's immortal, right, it's kind of yeah. he could be whatever he wants to be, I guess. Right. I mean, because like in um, in that terrible, terrible X Men movie, they I believe they treated him as a mutant. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think he was a mutant in that one. I mean, he was very long-lived, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been working my way through there. I got, what, uh, two seasons to go, basically? I got two episodes on this season and then the next two seasons to finish it off, so... I don't even... Mm-hmm. I was looking through just some of the previews of the like the la- final season. I don't know how many of those I actually saw. I don't think I ca- saw most of those, because they don't look familiar. Like, I don't remember the Captain America episode or any of that stuff. I vaguely remember Captain America one, because I think you see... Uh, Cap and Wolverine yeah. serving together during World War II. I believe we see them, yeah. So. The other one that was a little jarring, I remember when I was a kid watching it, not as much now, was um, I was not a reader of X-Men. So this was mm-hmm. basically, I knew who the X-Men were and things like that. But um, So when they had the Iceman episode, and you get a totally different Bobby Drake than you do in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> that was the only way I knew Iceman, was from Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Because remember, I, my Marvel yeah, yeah, Comics knowledge was from TV. Yeah, that that Bobby is a little, a little, little different. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's mostly how I knew the X-Men, too, was probably from that series, from the last couple episodes of it. Right. But I've been working my way through that. That's been fun. But other than that, just caught up on a couple other things and um, taking care of uh, what we got here going on. Mm-hmm. So, But I know Miss Dawn's not here, but I know she sent along some stories. What's going she on did. in the rest she... of the world out here? All right, so... So Netflix gave us a trailer for Wednesday, which is coming this fall. Uh, no specific date yet. Uh, I personally haven't watched it yet. I will need to go back and watch that, but it is out there for you to see. And ahead of Andor, uh, Rogue One is getting a re-release. Yeah, I've been looking. I can't find anywhere that's showing it here yet. The IMAX theater uh, in it, Cleveland, the last I saw, is not. Um, it's not listed. Oh, man. So... So, yeah, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, is heading back to IMAX theaters across the country. Theaters will also provide audiences with a sneak peek at Andor. Uh, Currently, there's no specific theaters listed for the event, but the re-release is happening Friday, August the 26th, according to Fandango. So, hopefully, tickets will be showing soon. Well, if Fandango's Um, doing that, hang on, I'll look look up Fandango right now and find out if it's showing near us. Cool. I wouldn't mind going to see that again in theater, especially Absolutely. on IMAX. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, the CW is getting a new owner. Nextar, uh, the largest owner of local television stations in the U.S., will acquire a 75% stake in the network. Current corporate co-owners Paramount and Warner Brothers Discovery will each maintain a 122 12.5 interest and next star will continue to order original programming from both companies television divisions as well as elsewhere reports suggested next star plans for the cw to become a network fully focused on its broadcast television potential uh, previously the cw had generated much of its revenue through lucrative streaming deals with companies like netflix which encouraged the companies involved to keep shows going that may otherwise not have justified renewals based on broadcast ratings alone. 
So that's going to possibly, probably change the way the CW looks. Yeah. Uh, we, basically, the Arrowverse is gone at yeah, this they, point. They, I guess um, the Flash has is doing their final season, and they're actually only got a half season. And then that's right. it. That's but, it. Um, I and... know they do have Gotham Knights. Um, it's not Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights is the game, but there is a Gotham um series it is in the gotham works. knights is it gotham knights it i thought gotham. that was the video game no no it's gotham knights okay i know that's in the works it's, it's already yeah. filming so last yeah. i heard that's still on and i'm not sure after that because i know um hbo max has shut down most or with the warner discovery is um canceled most of their dc series but they i know um i guess there's supposed to be a um peacemaker has another season that one's right. still on and i guess they're having a colin farrell penguin series tied what? to the batman so did they cancel Titans? Is Titans Yeah, done? Titans is done. Doom Patrol, okay. I guess, is done. And this week they finally came down and said no more um, Young Justice. Wow. So, so all of DC TV is gone. Looks like just about. And they were that's the one place they were actually doing very well. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it could be also they pull back, re- reevaluate, and send it back with the new owners and put it back out. Possibly. So a lot of what I've been hearing, though, reading the stories, and what it is is um, Warner Discovery in general are trying – or because um, they've dropped a lot of stuff off of HBO Max by the end of this month. Mm-hmm. But supposedly they're wanting to – they're wanting kind of to make room for the Discovery content that's coming online. So will – so basically are – are the is all the DC stuff gonna be gone? Like, will we not be able to go back and watch it? Or the only thing, the only thing I've seen that's um, for August this month, uh, the only DC show co- or movie show anything coming off is um, Aquaman: King of Atlantis, the animated movie. The rest okay. of the stuff that's coming off, none of it set was DC that I saw. Okay, so I'm hoping um, that we will soon start as the Netflix deals start, um, falling off. We can start getting some of the Arrowverse stuff onto HBO max also into the DC hub. Right. Cause I know some yeah. of it's already there. Like right. Batwoman's there. Um, I think Stargirl has one final season still, unless they just didn't even finish it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause Stargirl uh, was fun. It was the most fun or second most fun show on, the, um, CW. Cause legends is just bonkers. Right, and then Legends is gone, so... Yeah. yeah. So I got one more story here. So uh, starting September the 8th at 3 p.m., Star Trek Day features live-streamed in-person conversations uh, with cast members from the entire Star Trek universe. Also included will be announcements and reveals from everything for everything Star Trek. Aside from covering current uh, shows there will be a Nichelle Nichols tribute behind the scenes tour of uh, Discovery's uh, set a cosplay element and more Star Trek on augment reality Delta portals will be set up in select cities these will provide exclusive Instagram experiences involving 3D alien planets classic starships and iconic characters more information on this celebration can be found at StarTrek.com uh, forward slash or backslash, whichever you want to do, day. Yeah. So there's that. Well, that one's going to be um, – that one you know is going to focus a lot on the next season of Picard because yes. they're hanging a lot of stuff on that. If Did you see the news they're actually going to have the Enterprise D on that in that season? No. The Enterprise D is coming back. We're going to see, I guess, Captain Worf. Um, well, he we, should be a – we know the whole- Worf should be a captain – I point, think yeah. by this point, Worf should be a freaking uh, admiral. admiral. If not, he may move on to Ambassador Worf again. <laughs> He's got his right, family has right. the legacy of it, <laughs> right? If you go back to Star Trek Six, right? So yeah, but everybody, it looks like everybody is in for this next season. So it's gonna. They may do another time travel thing, but they go back to um, next generation time, right? I wouldn't mind right. seeing do them doing something and bringing back some of the other shows. Bring back some DS Nine content or. Something that touches into the GS9 um, episode line or even Voyager. Right, right. Because, like, some, they get nods and they get I – mean, obviously, we've got Voyager stuff with um, Seven of Nine being on the show. But right. it's like we don't – DS9 never gets any love. No, it, it really doesn't. Like, and that's something that, uh, like, when you go and you, if you if you're to go and watch the uh, the documentary – that that's something they talk about. Like for some reason, that show, for as much as that show affected how story, how Star Trek told stories, 
it gets no like it gets very little love. Um, and that's like my favorite series right now. Um, yeah. Although I did start, I did start Strange New World, and that is I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. I am loving it. So, but I love it. It's sort of like I love it in the way that I love Blackberry Cobbler, and I love Strawberry Pie. And I can't say I love one more than the other because they're both awesome. So yeah. I treat it like that. Well, I've I looked at it as um, Discovery was good. Mm-hmm. Picard is awesome for the nostalgia factor, but they don't feel like Star Trek to me. What what made Star Trek Star Trek? Okay. Disco- Strange New Worlds feels like Star Trek. It 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 reminds. It does feel. It feels like. It do, it feels like the original series in that sense of it and that's not a bad thing yeah that's not a bad thing at all um but i also like like it's sort of like how some people said that ds9 didn't feel like star trek you know it wasn't you know because it it wasn't a ship and i'm like no uh it's still no you're still exploring it's just different exactly you know that's for me i could see that where they started the thing is DS9 grew and became much better than it was. And um, it was like the, one of the first times that you actually had somewhat linear storytelling in Star Trek and not just straight episodic. Yes. But right. I think they did the perfect balance where events would affect stuff down the road, but you didn't have to see every episode to understand what's going on. They weren't like chapters in the same story. They were um, episodes within the same world. Uh, you know, I don't know, man, because especially once you get to... Once you get to the uh, Dominion War, uh, I mean, there are things that hat that happen. Like if you if you skipped if you skipped an, an episode or two, you're gonna be like, huh? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Esri, like you know, Esri and uh, Bashir, they end up falling for each other. But I mean, the thing is, if you watch one episode where Esri and Worf get together. You think, oh, okay, and then you you skip a couple episodes. You're like, well, how the heck did this happen? You know, there's <laughs> there, there is a lot that goes on. Um, you know, and, and especially and also like when um uh Ducat basically goes full Bajoran crazy. Um, so I yeah, I would say like on one side of it, you know, there they do have some episodic moments that. You could watch and it's a standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you get later into the series, it's not so much so that way. It's just. Uh, but well, that's I when the series probably... starts to get good, too. Yeah. If you go yeah, to that first is. season, you can tell just like all the other Star Trek shows. I mean, well, Next Generation had the similar problem in season one. They're trying to figure out exactly how they wanted to do this. DS9 right. for season one, about probably half of season two, they're the same place. They're trying to figure out what is this show still. We have yeah. a we have an outline that says this is what the show is, but what is it really? Orville did it the same thing you- a little bit. If you notice the first half of or first half of the first season of Orville, you could see Seth MacFarlane was making the show that the network thought he was going to make. Right. Then but once then they he, gave he him took a little bit of the oversight off, he started making the show he wanted to make. <laughs> and then this final right. season, season three, um, New New Horizon, is exactly what he wanted. Right. Right. It's it's um. It's like uh it's like it like as far as and and I'm curious about if this is true for Voyager. Most Star Trek shows now of that time, I would say the Star Trek shows of that time, it takes about three seasons for it to get its legs. Yeah. D- like Next Generation Next Generation did not come into its own until season three. Yeah. Um This I a little and, bit quicker, but not much. Huh? DS9 did that a little bit quicker, but not much. Yeah, it, it was like you got you you got to the end of season two. By the time you got to the end of season two, it had done that, and it was confirmed by the time you got to season three. But yeah, by end of season two, it had come into its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it done that a little bit earlier. Now I am still we're still early early on with um, Voyager. It, it's okay. The, the pro- my problem is I'm try- I fell in love with I fell in love too hard with DS9. Yeah. So I got to I'm trying to go in with an open mind with uh with 
Voyager. I'm trying to, you know, have an open mind. But Strange New Worlds is freaking awesome. Like honestly, I, 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 I love Pike. Yeah, I, I Anson love Maddox Pike. is the perfect actor for Pike. Yes, yes. Um, I can't wait to get to the Pike. towards the end of this. Um, you got to get to the end of the la- the second season or the the season that they're on that they just finished, dude. I want right. to see your reactions to the last couple episodes. Well, because here's the thing. Man, oh, no, like, this is Pike. it's only the first season, isn't it? It's only first season. Yeah, so I got wait. To, I can't wait to see you get to the end of this uh, season, so I can see we can discuss that a little bit. Cause I, and I'll tell you, see the thing is like Pike. Pike is one of those characters that you don't know a whole heck of a lot about. He was only in you two don't. episodes, period. Other than books, I mean, they've right. written books, but Star Trek book canon is a very deep quicksand quagmire of all kinds of stuff that nothing ever, nothing really crosses correctly. Or <laughs> they were not very yeah. um, precious with their canon. <laughs> no, you know, but and it's. I haven't read any of the Pike books. Now, you know, there are some things like you hear about, you know, you where you read about, well, you no, know, while Pike was captain, blah, 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 and that sort of thing. But I think this is, uh, with what they're doing, what they're doing with this season, uh, the fact that we have a relative of Khan on the freaking ship. Well, we don't uh, know that specifically. Yeah, she has the name, but we don't know where how that connects up. I yeah, can't wait till they figure that out. Yeah, they I'm tell just us. like that. I'm like, she's a relative. I'm like, and, and, and she is. And, I mean, she is genetically enhanced, if I remember right, or no, her people were right. back in the day. Yeah, because so yeah, she's she was part of the eugenics program, I guess. And the other one, well, no, you haven't got to that point yet. I gotta wait till you get to the end. Like I said, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about at the end of this. Right, you haven't got to the other um, stuff yet. I was about to give you spoilers. No, 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 <laughs> without no, even don't, thinking don't. about it. So yeah, so. But so, no, for so, me, for Voyager, the only thing criticism I have in general, it felt like Star Trek of the time. It felt like um, Next Generation DS9. For me, it was a, that the same one that a lot of people have with it is the fact that um, they did um, Voyager took a whole lot of time to go anywhere. Like they're right. like they meet the the same aliens, and for like four seasons or five seasons, you got dealing with the same aliens, and they're supposed to be moving in a straight line toward back towards the Alpha Quadrant. So you think you get past their territory at some point, <laughs> but it takes you like four think, years. But... To, I mean, moving at light speed, dude, you got, you should be moving past their territory at some point. But they're meeting the same aliens back and forth and the same problems they're dealing with. It's like, they, in my opinion, they should have moved a little bit quicker and into new stuff. And I understand when you have certain things designed, it costs less to use the same um, aliens right. instead of trying to design totally new stuff all the time. But still, it just it felt like. They were moving in the same place over and over again. Right. So it felt more like Next Generation, where they're exploring, but they're, they're exploring in the neighborhood. <laughs> right. Instead of out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Because then the the other one was when you get to the... have you, You've watched Voyager all the way through before, right? No, no, no. Okay. But when you get to the end, it's like they rush to the end. It's like they almost like they had forgotten that they were approaching the end of the series. So out of nowhere, the final episode, they're they're long ways away, and all of a sudden, oh well, we figured this out. Now we can get home. Wait a minute! It took seven years to get to here. And now out of nowhere, you find this way to get home. You'll when you get to the end of it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. They it, right. it's like everything goes slow, 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 and then all of a sudden they hit, they finally find the button that turns on warp speed. <laughs> it's like they oh were moving God. at impulse okay. the whole time. Is the feel of it? Now, the feel you're moving at um, full impulse, the, as fast as you can go, is full impulse. Then you find the button that says warp nine. <laughs> in like two or three episodes. <laughs> well, it, well, you know, and it, it was the one of the things that like had to been maybe the fourth or fifth episode or something. It was one where they found a wormhole. Yeah, and there, there's a wormhole, and I believe it was the on the other side was a Cardassian, and like they get get message over to the guy, and then you find out that not only was it a wormhole, but it was backwards in time mm-hmm. and the guy dies before he can give the message to without changing anything yeah and i'm just like oh my god so <laughs> you get that three or four or five times through the series i figured i you know and i figured you know that's just something that you know you're gonna have to be prepared for yeah you know in the series but 
All right, so I'm still trying to keep an open mind about it because you know there's a lot of people who love Voyager. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's Vicky's favorite show. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but it's Vicky's favorite show format. Really? Yeah. Okay. She used to love that show. Um, The other one, the 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 major. um, Now that you've seen a lot of the newer series, is you can see um, not just the storytelling that makes it look different, but the fact that no one since Discovery. Or actually, since the um, any of the movies in general, but uh, especially since Discovery, the series is everybody's forgotten how to turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's darkly lit and it's all mood lighting and every scene everywhere, even like the bridge of the ship is dark. <laughs> yeah, but I, I understand because um, they did the same thing when they did the Next Generation movies. Right. The Next Generation movies were all lit different because it was movie lighting, not TV lighting. Right, right. But it's like, and now that TVs can um, show the same depth of um, color and stuff that you can put on a movie screen, they're doing it with that too. It just, it's almost jarring for a lifelong Star Trek fan to see, wait a minute, I'm on a Starfleet vessel and it's like got shadows. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it was, and I think probably the last time that you get brightly lit is, well, Enterprise. Well, no, it, w- it would have been Voyager. Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, Enterprise. Enterprise was after Voyager. Everybody forgets Enterprise because it only made it three seasons. But that's act. Right. I mean, come on. It's a show It's a show that happened before um, the original series. So the first, two se- the first two times into Star Trek, Enterprise and the original series, both had three seasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So... It um, which is why I fa- I, I told Vicky because we watched the last episode of um Orville this week, and um yeah. it's the la- end of season three, and right now they've not said anything about a new season or anything else. I'm like, well, that's pretty apropos that um if this ends at season three, mm-hmm. because it's like you know what this is Seth MacFarlane's ode to Star Trek, and the original Star right. Trek only went three seasons. That's true. That's so, true. And he should and, be kind of a travesty know, or- if he doesn't have it, but. <laughs> And for all you know, Orville could kick off movies. Yeah. You know? Dude, Orville, I think, is, as I said when it first came out, because it, it first came out when um, Discovery was coming out. I was like, dude, th- this is the Star Trek that we've been looking for. <laughs> Even <laughs> though it's re- it, the beginning of that show is really, really silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, like you said, you know, there was there was a series that the that the network wanted him to make. And he had to he had to make, you know, it's sort of like, well, if you want this, you got to get that. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we've talked about that since this show started. That um, TV networks do that all the time. They, mm-hmm. they, hey, I have a great show idea for a show, and the network like, okay, well, I need to see this, this, and this in the show. So you have to give them what they want, so they greenlight your show. And right. then at, once you get past that first half season, and you picked up the audience, then a lot of times the network will lay off a little bit, and you can start changing things a little bit here and there. Because most shows have a change about mid first season. A little bit of a change, right? right. Night Rider did that because mm-hmm. the um remember the 2010 Night Rider halfway through the season, all of a sudden there was a shift and also it was just him in the car all of a sudden. Right before that, he had a whole team. He had all this other stuff. All of a sudden, it, in the second half of that season, they got canceled before they were able to um before they were able to see what happened with it. But the second half of that season felt like Night Rider. Right, right. But that's not what the network wanted to start with. You could tell. <laughs> No, no, they, well, you know, they probably wanted, you know, I get it. Like, I like the, I like the appeal of seeing a whole team behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because think about it. Like, you got this car, you got this super high tech car that Bonnie or April, depending on which season you're watching, is responsible for all the maintenance on it, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the upgrades, all of that stuff. And Michael is the one that's no no responsible for collecting the intel, uh, completing the investigation, yeah. uh, I, 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 and that would. Well, the difference with that with the original one, it was the show was about Michael and Kit, and they had a support team that helped them when right. they needed it. The new right. the new Night Rider, he had a team that was with him the whole time. It was never just him and Kit. Right, right. So you know and. And then, you know, they, that night, you know, then, you know, they, and I don't know if it was just because they lost budget or whatever, but you know, everything scaled back and to, to where it was Michael and Kit and. Well, what it is, is they blew the rest of the budget they needed for the second half of the season on mm-hmm. uh, making car a transformer. 
Yeah. That was a jump the yeah. shark moment. Let's spend the entire rest of the budget on this. <laughs> yeah. And you know that and that's all we got. So Pretty much. Hey, you know, and I, although you know we we're about overdue for a new night ride or something that there's, should be coming up. There's always talks of something going on. Like a couple weeks ago, I actually watched Netflix has Knight Rider 2000. Remember, in 1991, they actually put out a um, a remake or a um, continuation movie, TV movie, yes, of Knight Rider. Yes. It's like, dude, that was a cool concept that just never got picked up because they yeah, used the, 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 the car the- in that one was actually, uh, um, I think it was a Camaro or Firebird. Um, it was like a prototype for because yeah. remember early 90, the early 90s redesign of the Camaro. Yes, where they went yes. back almost to the classic look with the long nose and stuff. They used the they used that for this and a modified the, the version woman, of it. The woman that was the driver, she had one of Kit's chips in yes. her brain, and yeah, so yeah. Now I'm just wishing I, I want somebody to bring up Team Knight Rider. That's See, what I want. I was going to bring that up. You beat me to it. <laughs> because <laughs> no, what the worst part about that is we got one se- wasn't one season of Team Knight Rider, wasn't it? I think so. In the final episode, you get this guy in the shadows talking, and then they show a um, like a headstone for Michael Michael Knight, teasing right. that you're going to see him at some point in the show, and you never got another season. No, big no, old no. cliffhanger. Uh, um, I believe you could see it somewhere. Hang on, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere or not. I'm in, I'm looking. I don't see where it's streaming anywhere. Okay, has Team Knight Rider. You can buy it or rent it. On um yeah you have to buy it on Amazon Vudu or um, Google Play no one's streaming it for free do you have the Just Watch app uh no look up Just Watch you can put in just about any movie TV show whatever and it gives you all your options for streaming oh really for buying um watching free watching on pay per view whatever cool like I've looked up stuff that you know it's like holy crap they actually have that on their list <laughs> <laughs> it'll give you like all I your am... options that they know of. I was looking to see if there is any, because you know sometimes I'll say, sometimes I'll say that a show is um, streaming only, or or like you say, you can you can buy it here, or blah blah blah. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you can find it on uh, something like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. See, that's one thing. Uh, YouTube no. isn't listed on Just Watch. You just right. watch doesn't list the YouTube showings. Actually, there is a channel on YouTube if you're interested in Night Rider. Let me look up um, the actual channel. Because um, I, I watch the videos every once in a while. It's like Night Rider history or something like that, or historians or something like that. Yeah. And it's all like behind the scenes stuff, modern. Like they went and found the semi. They found some of the car, the Night Rider cars, and actually have seen some of the ones that have been restored and things. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the channel. Night Rider historians official. So they'll ha- they have scenes from the show. They have actual screen used kits that they- people have found. Um, they have stuff on there and how to make some of the props, so you can actually do conversions oh, cool. to your car. <laughs> and how to do it with the new modern LEDs and stuff. Let's see, just I, I don't watch it all the time, but every once in a while, it's like, dude, that looks like a cool video. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, we're all over the place. We we started this with <laughs> Star Trek. I told we told them that we we're going to have tangents. This is what happens when the girls are right. around. They don't yes. keep us on track, which is fine. <laughs> we don't have to stay in a linear track the whole time. <laughs> Writing down notes on what you got to look up later. <laughs> right. Let's see. Um, let me look up something here real quick. Okay. Because we got we we need to talk some Sandman here in a minute. We do. Yes. Uh, and okay. Um, all right. So let's talk. You ready to go talk about the surprise? Now, was there any not, any warning at all that the, we were getting an eleventh episode of this at all anywhere? No, no, none at all. And it's interesting because it's a double episode, but it was like uh, um, it, like I said, it was a random drop. They told everybody about it the day it happened, but it's totally standalone. And it's two episodes right. in one. It's almost like getting exactly. a bonus movie feature later. Exactly. Like uh, the only thing that I know is Don. Don was looking through, and there there was like a a, a, cl- a news clip that came up that this had dropped. Yeah. Like there there was no warning the day before. She saw it the day of. And um the the weird thing was um the Sandman. It is um obviously um a British show, but um. 
the first episode of this, which um, what was the? Do you remember the names of the episodes? Something cats. Calliope was the second dream one. Dream of the dream of a thousand cats. Something like that, and it was completely animated. Yeah, the first one was a completely animated. Um, and these, I mean, standalone because Dream, the main character of Sandman, was only in about five minutes of the first because the first episode is only like twenty five minutes. Right. But he's only in like five minutes of it towards the end. The story's not about him. No. In both of these, the second one actually reminded me almost of a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. The way it felt, the way the way the things are happening, it felt like something you would get in Doctor Who. Yes, yes, yeah. Except um, instead of the Doctor, you get Dream, which is a totally different type of character. <laughs> yes. Vicky was asking, yes. actually asking me, not or before this, because she had just been seeing different headlines and stuff, asked if Dream was actually a bad guy. It's like, if you watch the show and you read through the books, Dream is not a good guy or a bad guy. No. He's he's he, a, he just, a level above all that. <laughs> right. He's a good guy if you're on the side he happens to be on. If you're on the side he's not on, he looks like an, a villain. <laughs> yes. You you don't want you don't want to be on his bad side, yeah. you know. Cuz the endless if you look at them, they're not they're not um gods or devils or they're almost like the endless are um concepts. Right. Because technically they're called gods, but like um death is running around killing people all the time. But that's her job. So right. she's not doing it because she um, is evil and she wants to kill people. She's doing it because, you know what, she's got the book. It says, that your time's up. Sorry, buddy, your time's up. Right. She doesn't make the rules. She just enforces them. <laughs> and uh, the other ones, like, if you want, once you get, once we get into it, you see more of it, when you get Desire. Mm-hmm. And um, the twins, Desire and, um, oh, what's the Desire's sister? Um she was in the in the um episode with desire you remember uh, desire and despair desire and despair yeah and they're, they're twins but it's like desire from the outside looking in desire is a villain always but desire's just fulfilling their role right that's just the way they were designed <laughs> despair same way it's just yeah. they're, they're concepts they had they are the um the culmination and the um, embodiment of desire and despair. <laughs> I mean, you. The thing is, like, you're when you encounter them, like you said, it, things are just what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you encounter death, it's your time to go. Death, death, death isn't going around just taking people out. It, it, when it's your time to go, death is there to guide you. Um, I really, human. really like. We, the way they pushed the concept they put across in this, I don't remember if it was in the books this way or not, that death isn't there for everybody's death. No. She walks around, she chooses which ones, she's like, you know what? This person might need a little extra help. Mm-hmm. Death has plenty of others that help her do her job because she cannot, there's too the world is too big. She cannot be at every one to guide every person across. Right. But you get, so it's like she does have some compassion on this. Like some people need a little help going across. Right. Some people are going to have no problem at all. Right. But what I do like about this series so far, you see, especially in the first 10 episodes, Dream changes. So the Endless mm-hmm. can change and learn and grow. Well, I mean, he... Then they mention he, it in Cal- learns... the Calliope episode that she points it out drastically. That, that he's it, different. she's not yeah. seen him in thousands of years. And all of a sudden, especially with the events of what happens over that hundred years in prison... And what happened just after that in the rest of the series, she noticed a huge change in who he is and the way he does things. Right. Well, I mean, because, you know, he, you know, he, he, he was vengeful. And what did that get him? It, you know, it didn't really serve anything. Um, if anything, it, it caused, it, it, it caused him to, in essence, separate himself from the people around him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, you know, he wasn't he wasn't listening to anyone. He was just he he he, he was just you no know, doing what he wanted to do at that point. Um, but to 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 see how his actions affected the world around him and the people that were there for him from the beginning um I, th- that was the thing that kind of—I don't know if you want to call it necessarily a wake-up call for him, but it was certainly that th- it was certainly something that made him take pause and like, whoa, 
okay, you know, I need to, you know, I need to do something different here. Mm-hmm. That and um, the, once again, it, you got to go back to the talk with Death, how she points out to him, hey, hey, dummy, we're not here to do what we want to do, and what we're here to help them. It right. was which was basically a slap in the head. She smacked him upside and, the back of the head was, and said, "Hey, dummy." <laughs> and that, that and you know what that episode was huge because you know for you know like otherwise you just think of them as being these powerful beings that are just there to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden when she said, "No, we're here for them." Oh, you're like, "Oh, that's true." I mm-hmm. mean, that's why I said uh, they're concepts that are designed to help us. Right. So, um, but yeah. we need to get into these two new episodes that dropped out of nowhere. One of them, the Dream of Thousand Cats, was like I said, it's completely animated. And I don't remember these two were actually the um, the next book after the first eight, wasn't it? Wasn't this book nine or something like that that these two were in? I, I remember reading I mean, this. I, I don't you, remember where it was. I've never read Sandman, so I don't know exactly where these two come. No, come in. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember because they looked, they were familiar. I was familiar with the stories, so I've read them. So, but I mean, these, these felt like, these felt like almost side stories. Like they were still important. Don't get me wrong. You know, but uh, like looking at how dreams aren't just things for humans or, or things or something that humans experience, you know, dreams is something that animals experience too. Uh, and dreams are, dreams have power. Um, like the, the, the whole idea that, you know, cats ruled the world at one point and, you know, and humans were their pets or playthings or food depend on, you know, you know what you what they what they wanted at the time but because over time a thousand humans dreamt of being in control things flipped yeah Um, but then you find out when they when that got flipped it went reverse through time also and and reset the beginning so that it was always done this way right but um i just looked it up yeah these are the next two stories in the sandman series because um at this point, you get all the Sandman stories in um, volumes of trades. And um, mm-hmm. the first two trades, volume one and two, are the ten ser- episodes we got. Calliope and Dream of a Thousand Cats were actually in the volume three, which looks like volume three, after the telling the story of Morpheus in those first eight issues, um, or actually it's more than eight issues because um, it was the first 16 issues, but it was the um, first ten episodes. Then they go into four actual standalone stories. And this is the first right. two standalone stories, so we may get another episode like this where it drops the next two. That's true. I mean, and that, that's a great way to do it because it's like an added treat in a way. Yeah. You know, sort of like, you know, because uh, I've been like, Don and I binged, but we, we binged uh, Sandman and thoroughly enjoyed it. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to wait for, you know, the next season, you know, when and if it comes. And no, boom! Here's a couple of episodes. You're like, mm-hmm. whoa! You know that 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 was nice. Um, and that's a great way of keeping people engaged. Yeah, you know, it looks like the yeah the next one. If you get to the volume four of this, is back into actual one story over the um, next eight issues here. So okay, hmm. and it is actually just looking at the synopsis of the of the comic. It is um, it tells the story of Morpheus and his wife from Africa. That he has in prison in hell, and also has um, Lucifer uh, has vowed to destroy. Um, so it's actually this is uh, it's about him and Lucifer fighting over the looks like the woman that's in hell. Okay. So, but um, yeah, they, there's one more, two more standalones in here, but that's kind of cool because, like you said, it's almost a palate cleanser. You're like, okay, we know yeah. who Morpheus is and how how he got all his powers back and how he took care of um, the change they made of putting the Corinthian in the first episode episode and actually kind of putting all this stuff in play to try to keep Morpheus out of his way mm-hmm. and then you get close that off with the end when he um destroys the uh, the Corinthian and has the chance of possibly at some point maybe remaking him but without the mistakes that were made originally right and then you get the two palate cleansers the dream of a thousand cats which um like we discussed and it, I like that animation style it was different than you normally see it was almost like a watercolor animation the whole time or like the right. back was uh, 
fine with the watercolor put in front of it or something. Right. But then we get into Calliope, which, like I said, that one felt almost like a um, – that one very much felt like a um, Doctor Who episode almost. And it doesn't help that there was three or four Doctor Who actors in that <laughs> episode. Right. But that one is about – and it is what – the other part of Dream. Because up until this point, for 11 episodes, we've seen Dream, the Lord of Dreams. But in his job as the God of Dreams, he's also the God of Stories. And storytelling, right? Which means um, when authors are telling stories, he's the guy that's supposed to be helping them with this through their dreams and things, right? And we get one of the muses, and we find out that Morpheus was married to Calliope and had a son at some point, right? And the way they tease in here, something happened to the son at some point because he's not around anymore, right? So um, it was I I enjoyed it. Um, it was cool to see Arthur Darville in it. Yes, and also the old guy who played the other act, the other author. I believe he's been in some doc- uh, at least one Doctor Who episode, also. I believe so. Yes. If not, I've seen him in all kinds of other stuff. I got. I'd have to look him up. But um, I don't know. What were you? What was your take on that episode? This episode. Um, it was. You know, it was one of those that like you keep hope. I I kept hoping that uh Rick Richard um that you know after writing his second novel. I, I hoped that he would release her, you know. Um, I kept well, see, hoping that he... This one's a trope that um, if you swap her out for a genie, it's the same story mm-hmm. that's been told for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah, my third wish, I will release you. Third wish, you get the third wish. No, I really need this. Right. Same thing happened with this. Yeah, and he, and you know, and the thing is, like, the longer, the longer that, it seems like the longer that each writer held on to her, the more detrimental it ultimately becomes. Um, and, and the more dependent on her they become. Yes. Yes. You know, cause I mean, I get it. You know, he, you know, he was suffering from writer's block and, you know, he, he needed just write this one book and one book turned into several books and all of a sudden he's famous. And, you know, and also there was the other thing like, that fame is still fleeting because, like, they told her, well, like, you no, know, everybody was telling him, you know, oh, that other guy, you know, he he was no longer relevant, but that's not going to happen to you, and he knew it was going to happen to him, you know, he, he he you you could see the look on his face. Eventually, he was going to fall out of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it just I don't know. Um, and and the fact that Morpheus cursed him with never-ending ideas you gotta love morpheus's curses man i was just like oh my god the, one, like, the guy he, that actually kept him imprisoned he said fine you get to never wake or never go to sleep it wasn't that one or was right. it he never wakes up either way yeah uh never go to sleep i believe <laughs> yeah it's just it's, some of the punishments that he comes up with are insane so um but I was talking about um, a little bit about here how it felt like doc- a Doctor Who episode, but it, when you look through here, the in these two episodes, especially in the Cats episode, there it's a. Have you looked through the cast list of this at all? Uh, not for the cats. No. The one, the one I recognized definitely was Neil Gaiman is actually in that episode. He oh, plays this okay. um, skeleton bird, that okay. crow. Now, I knew that voice mainly. James McAvoy's in that. Oh, um, David Tennant was in it. Well, there you go. Well. So you got to think, um, some of these were actually brought in, they were in the voices in the um, audio drama that they had just released on Audible. Also, oh, okay. James McAvoy plays Dream in that. Oh. Um, also, let's see, um, Georgia Tennant, which I believe, isn't that um, David's wife? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. have to look it up. Yes. They've been, she and David Tennant have been married since 2011. So yeah, Georgia Tennant, which is David Tennant's wife, is um, in the episode also. Um, Michael Sheen is in it. Oh. Uh, the Wyvern is played by, um, Nonzo Enozi, which you would recognize if you actually saw who he was, see him. hmm Um, yeah, that's, from that episode, those were the main ones. But it's like, there's a who's who, and like I said, a lot of these were actually in the, um, original audio drama that they had made a couple years ago. Cool. So this gave them a chance to get into the new series also, I think. That may have been right. one of the reasons that they pushed to have this, well, also since it's all about cats, you need to animate it or something because you're not going to get that many cats trained to do what you want them to do. No, no. Try to train one cat. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, 
but yeah, the, I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, it was nice to have a palate cleanser. It's still in the Sandman universe. It's still learning about the Sandman himself, mm-hmm. but it's not as heavy as everything else was. Was and this no. is also one of those that these two episodes, you don't have to watch them to enjoy the Sandman um, mythos. No, these are just like two more episodes that happened at some point during this. I mean, they put right. they put a couple markers so you know where they're at in the story. The Calliope right. one is sometime just after he's been released. Right. So it's right after. So these are in line. Um, the cat one could be any time. That's true. I mean, it's a modern time now, but it, it, there's nothing other until she he um, the cat talks to um, Dream in cat form. He's the Dream Cat or something they call him. <clears throat> right. But until she talks to him, the rest of it could be happening at any point here because he's not even in it. Right. And she's just and she's basically a missionary cat. If you watch the whole thing, everybody's like, "Let's go see what she says." Well, you know, I I have to admit, like the one the one scene where it shows the man getting rid of the kittens. Yes. Oh my god! Dude, oh yeah, man, that just like that that just that was a gut punch, mm-hmm. you know. And the sad thing is, realizing humanity, people are like that sometimes. Yeah. Well, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And you're like... And you know, as soon as he said that, you know what he means by take care of the problem. Right. Especially as being pet owners, because we've dealt with people that... All pet owners have um, either known or heard stories of people that are like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just and an animal. It's just, like, it's just... If it can't make me money, then it's got to go. Right. You know, and I mean, the wife wasn't happy either, but, you know, she was trying to, you know... I guess she was trying to talk him out of it, but then... No, she's like, well, I feel guilty. Well, it's just a cat. It's not like she cares. You're like, how do you even know? Yeah. You know, but okay. You don't even realize they're gone. Wait a right. minute. <laughs> You've obviously never seen an animal with the, with their um, offspring. Right. So, but yeah, it, like I said, in general, these were, I loved it. It was great to see this. I almost think it would have been better if they'd waited a couple months and then dropped it out of nowhere. And then wait a couple months and drop another one while they're getting while they're deciding if they want to press on with the um, next season. They may do right. it anyway. If they they may have already filmed the next two also because the other ones one's facade and one's um, a Midsummer's Nightmare or something like that is the name of it. Okay. So it, we may get those also in the interim bef- between before they decide to do another volume or while they're filming the next volume. True. So. I almost would like instead of calling these seasons. I mean, no, 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 it's television. But if they'd have called them volumes, like volume one, because vol- I know that's what they did with the audio drama. They've done two seasons of it, but it was volume one and volume two. Right. So, um, but like I said, these were awesome. Give them a check. They're all on. It's all on Netflix. I mean, you have Netflix anyway. If you've seen the first round, this is ready to go. Also. Yes. Yeah. And you you will thoroughly enjoy it. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else on um, Sandman you wanted to check talk about? I think we got mm-hmm. we talked to Sandman tw- twice in two weeks, so I think it made an impression. Yeah, I, I no, I think I, I I talked about. I think I'm pretty much all uh, thought it out when it comes to Sandman right now. Anyway, yeah, until like I said, until they drop more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anything else you want to cover this week before we get ready to wrap this up? I think we've covered everything we're allowed to talk about because, like I said, we're not allowed to talk about She Hulk. Yeah, no, no, I think I'm good, man. No, I would I'm be, I would pro- possibly, I would possibly be safe over here on my side of town. But yeah, she would come home and you would not be safe. I'm sorry, my friend. No, uh, I'm staying in my lane, man. Staying in my lane. <laughs> so, um, but geeksters, did you catch the um, the surprise bonus episodes of Sandman? And remember, next week we're talking She-Hulk. So actually, what I want you guys to do. I want you to think up some questions, your comments, anything you have about She-Hulk, send them in to us, and we can talk. We can bring it up on the show next week. Bring us discussion topics. Flood Don, now kindly don't tell Don I'm doing this, but mm-hmm. flood the flood our emails, flood our social medias with content and asking about She-Hulk stuff. So Don will be totally caught off guard and have no idea why people are keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, we are um, Geekwatch1. If you put in Geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us, Miss Dawn will come back and take care of the problem. Yeah, she she has her own uh, endless to uh, send out. Yeah. Um, so that's how, that is how you're going to get a hold of her. Send us comments on all social media on geekwatch1 at gmail.com. Send us all the comments and what you thought about She-Hulk. 
Uh, you can also find us on the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com. And I heard Mark and Jim were holding down the stage this yesterday and today. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah, so I gotta get on them. I, they've not put out a, a podcast in a while. He's still running the network, but he's not um, putting out Tangibound anywhere. Uh oh. Uh oh. But um, you can also find us on the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com. You can also check out our buddy Charlie Murphy. Now, was Charlie over there this weekend? Uh, actually, Dawn told me she saw Charlie this morning, so Charlie's, Charlie is around. Good. I, I know the Night Center won't let him set up there, but he could set up across the street. Yeah. <laughs> He's done that in the past. Yes. So, uh, But check out Charlie Murphy with Stray Dog, Akron, and... All of his entrepreneurial designs that he's out there with. Uh, remember, Pugfest is still coming up in October. So check him out, straydogakron.com. And then for Kylan and myself, and there's like nobody else here with us. Weird. But I know. Still, you can just remember. No matter where you go, there you are.